Welcome to Multiverse OQ, your guide to the comic book multiverse. Now in podcast form. I'm Luke. And I'm Devin. Uh, this week we are covering Avengers Fairy Tales, which was the third series of fairy tale adaptations written by C.B. Sobolski. The first one, which we have yet to do, is the X-Men Fairy Tales, which we should probably do before too long just to wrap this thing up. Yep. And then there was also supposed to be a Fantastic Four fairy tales, but after this one came out, that ended up not happening. Oh, I wonder why. Yeah, we generally liked the Spider-Man fairy tales because they were, like, worldwide stories and they all felt like fairy tales even if some of them weren't, like, actual adaptations. And then we came to Avengers fairy tales and it's more of... Let's adapt well-known storybook properties and also one fairy tale. It's basically and, let's make Disney into a Avengers book. And also The Wizard of Oz. And Wizard of Oz. For me, it's, yeah, this, this one played it safe. Yeah, and it doesn't really bring a lot of interesting stuff in there. It just reminded me of better adaptations of a lot of these stories. Yes. But the first one that we have is called Once Upon a Time, with art by Joao Lemos, and colors by Christina Strain, with letters by Dave Lanfear. And also, none of these Earths were given an actual universe designation, which sort of makes sense, because some of them are actual stories being told, and some of them are dreams, and it, it's it's weird. Yeah, no, no, this, a lot of this did not make sense. Yeah. Uh, but the temporary reference number used on the Marvel Wikia for this Earth is 556. And we have uh, Wanda and Pietro who are growing up, and Wanda is starting to go through puberty, as is her brother, and she's not sure if uh, gaining magical powers is part of that. And she's not sure if her brother suddenly being able to move really fast is part of that. And also they have a dog named Jarvis, which I hadn't noticed the first time I read it. Oh, yeah, I didn't notice that either. Mm-hmm. Which is a nice reference to the dog usually being named Nanny in Peter Pan, because this is a Peter Pan thing. It is. Spoiler alert. Yeah. So one night a boy known as the Captain, who is not the Captain from Next Wave, which would have made this story so much better. Like, just having this drunken guy coming in and being like, yeah, let's, let's go to Neverland. And, and swearing. I wish we got to read that story. But yeah, uh, the captain and his fairy, the wasp, end up coming into their room at night, and he invites Pietro and Wanda to come to Neverland, and they all fly off there. When they reach Neverland, they see Claw's ship, and the captain gives them the rundown, because Claw is the Captain Hook, and, you know, there's a giant crocodile and all that shit. Yep, and they're all singing their pirate songs. With the lights out Here we are now Man, some classic pirate song right there Basically, I was using the Muppets version to make a play on Repan reference That movie was so horrible Remember when Peter Pan Kamehameha had Captain Hook to death? Because I do. Uh, he didn't Kamehameha Captain Hook. That was Blackbeard. Oh, my bad. 
Yes, he could. Yeah, yeah may had Blackbeard to death. Because Captain Hook didn't turn into fucking Captain Hook at the end of that movie. It's like Wicked. They can be, like, best friends at the end. Except that Wicked went at the same time as, like, the Wizard of Oz, while also adding in some backstory stuff. This was a prequel that didn't even lead into the starting status quo. Yep. And, uh, so Claw ends up firing at them, and Wendy gets knocked out of the sky. The Lost Boys see her falling. Hawk thinks that she's the bird and almost shoots her, but Wanda is able to use her magic to move the arrow away. And she ends up meeting the Lost Boys, who are Thor, Shellhead, who is an Iron Man, Hawk, and the Panther. Unfortunately, Pietro is missing now, and he got captured by Claw's men. And so the Lost Boys and the Captain look for him, and they end up running into Claw's men, who also capture, and they also capture Wasp and the Captain Shadow. And there's like a Smee analog here, but he's nobody who's really recognizable. Yeah, I had a, I was disappointed with that. Mm-hmm. And so they wake up surrounded by Claw's men, and they're all tied up. And there's also like a bunch of people on the ship who have cannons for heads for no reason. What do you mean for no reason? People have cannons for heads all the time, Luke. I don't know which world you live in. I live in the real world, Devin. So Claw taunts the captain. Uh, Wanda sees that the Wasp has escaped, and Wanda and the Wasp end up creating a havoc, letting everyone else escape, and they take down the rest of the crew. In the scuffle, Thor ends up finding a wooden hammer, and the captain goes to face Claw with Wanda, and they end up finding a part of the ship that's filled with statues who are actually Claw's family and friends who had become too disconnected from time and reality, and so they ended up turning into stone for reasons yep and claw strikes at this moment uh but the giant crocodile shows up he eats claw and then sinks the ship by crashing it into an iceberg the captain shadow gets trapped under the ice and he won't leave it behind so he asks wanda to bring home the lost boys and makes her promise to return since now he's become a man out of time which i i thought the iceberg twist was nice yeah the iceberg twist was nice I was disappointed with the uh, crocodile mm-hmm. because when you first see it, you just kind of see like this like eye and then so the green behind it. I was really hoping it was going to be Shumagorov. I thought it would have been like Kurt Connors or the Hulk or something. Oh, yeah. Either that would have been good, too. No, just with the color of the eye and just like what you see, you're just like, oh, man, we didn't get some creepy tentacles going. Yeah. And then we just see that this is all a story that the Scarlet Witch is telling and it's like explaining the meaning about how you're supposed to find magic in your life or some other bull roar. And I'm not even sure if this is like the same Wanda who went on this adventure or if it's like the actual Avengers Wanda or what have you. It's it's not a good story. See, I assumed it was the one who went on the adventure, but... But like you see Spider-Man in the background and everything seems to be a lot more advanced than it would have been. Yeah. Now the second story is called Created Equal with art by Nuno Plady and letters by Art Monkeys. And we start off with Henry Pym, who's making a son because he's lonely ever since his wife died in an explosion. And so he ends up making a robot named Vision. And Vision pretty much immediately realizes he's not human. And Henry tries to tell him that it doesn't matter. The local people just stare at Vision because, like, Henry didn't even try and make him look human. Like... No, it's like, this is my red-faced and green-bodied son who wears no clothes ever. You you gotta accept that I've sinned against nature. And so Vision starts being a dick and acting out. 
in my notes, I say he gets hella emo as well. Well, he does. Yeah. Like pushing it, push it down his dad. I'm not going to eat my food, father. I'm a robot, remember? And uh, Vision tries to make his own robot for a friend, and Henry's like, only I can sit against God by making robot children. <laughs> and Go so to said, your room. <laughs> well, he sends them to the uh, school for gifted youngsters, where they meet the mysterious headmaster who promises to give him every chance that he was given. And for those of you listening, the headmaster is not Professor Xavier. But he has weird, creepy, glowing red eyes. And he's a steampunk. Yep. At the uh, school, he's even more ostracized. He's even more ostracized by, like, the boys and the headmaster himself until he hears a voice and he meets Janet, who is a tiny woman who most people can't see because she is so small. My favorite still is what the headmaster just makes him write, like the Bart Simpson chalk on the chalkboard. I am not like the other boys. Yep. And Janet and Vision end up becoming friends, and he ends up making her wings so she can move around more easily. Janet reveals that she knows Henry, but some boys mess with the Vision, so he ends up running away, leaving her behind. And he wishes that he could be human, so the Scarlet Fairy shows up and says that if he wants to be human, he has to understand what that means. So he ends up running home. When he gets there, Henry's upset because the headmaster has been saying how shitty of a son Vision is, and how he is also disappointed in his son, so Vision runs away. The headmaster finds Vision in the streets, and Vision's angry at him for pretty much, like, lying to his dad, sort of. And the headmaster's like, you should just destroy his lab so he can't make any more robot sons. And if you're going to do that, I'll, I'll watch, I'll keep watch. Vision's like, oh yeah, that, that sounds legit. And so when they get in, the headmaster reveals this robot woman because, spoilers, the headmaster is Ultron, the first son who destroyed Henry's sob, and who was too strong and independent, and who ended up fighting Henry, which is when Janna presumably died. And then Henry made a lady robot, who was pretty much Joe Costa. Because he wanted to bang it. Yep. And then Henry shows up, he fights Ultron, and Ultron easily beats the shit out of him. Janet reveals that she was Henry's wife, surprising nobody, and she's also sort of Vision's mother, and so Vision's like, oh yeah, this is, this is why I'm going to fight. And so Vision attacks Ultron, destroying him, but now Henry is going to die, and this is when Janet reveals to Henry that she is alive. The Scarlet Fairy shows up, and she's like, yeah, I, uh, I'm only going to grant you one wish, so you can either be an actual human boy or you can save your dad. And for some reason, he's like, yeah, I'll save my dad, who has been a complete asshole to me. He gets healed, and then the Scarlet Fairy also, like, returns Janet to full size. And because the Vision now has a family, he's happy, and I guess he understands what it means to be human. But the important thing is that Henry Pym is happy. The end. It's true. Here's one of my favorite parts, though. It's more of the fact that Vision learns to think about others and not himself, so he saves his dad. But Janet clearly did not know, learn that because she decides to help herself and not her son, the Vision. She could have helped him achieve his dreams. Well, unless that was Henry who wished her back to full size. That's true. Either way, everyone else learned to be a selfish asshole. Daddy needs a sex. It's true. And also a son. The third story doesn't have a title to it. It does have art uh, by Takeshi Miyazawa who did the art that we loved for Spider-Man and Mary Jane. And also currently does the art for Ms. Marvel. Oh, wow. The inking style is just, like, 
totally different. I had not realized that. Like here is a lot more manga style. But the colors are by Christina Strain and the letters were by Dave Lanvier. Which looks, let's talk about for a second with that opening cover. Or like opening picture of the different characters. Just how much like a penis Scott Lang looks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, a circumcised one at that. <laughs> yeah. So a bunch of uh, Victorian teenage versions of the Young Avengers are playing croquet, and Cassie Lang goes to, like, take her turn. But Eli, who is normally Patriot, and Kate Bishop, who is normally Hawkeye, are assholes to her, talking about how her dad died. So when it's her turn, Eli ends up throwing his hat at her, which makes her miss her shot and hits a striped cat in a tree. And the other teens make fun of her for it, so she ends up going to cry under a tree. She shrinks, and then she falls in to the tree because this is some Alice in Wonderland bullshit. Is Alice in Wonderland an overrated story? No, I like it. I I just think it's one of these things where there's like so much symbology and a lot of like really weird references that it's weird that it's as popular as it is, I think. But anyway. Yeah. She falls into a weird steampunky wonderland she meets with the White Rabbit, who is Speed from the Young Avengers, and she finds out that she can change size. So when she's sad, she shrinks, and when she's angry, she gets larger. And she gets angry when the White Rabbit runs away because she thinks that he's judging her, so then she grows super big. She finds weird-ass caterpillar Scott Lang, who explains her emotional powers to her and how they have a direct impact on her physical well-being. So she decides to try and keep a positive attitude. What's that, Cassie? I look like your dad? Well, too bad, because I'm not, because your dad's dead. And I look like a penis. And I look like the biggest penis there is. And he suggests returning the rabbit's watch to him, and he ends up saying that he was going to a party, so she might as well as well. And she comes across Tigra, who is pretty much the Cheshire Cat, wearing a Hot Topic Cheshire Cat costume. Mm-hmm. And the Cheshire Cat says not to trust anyone, and foreshadows some stuff about, like, the king and queen. Cassie ends up getting to the party where Hulkling is the Mad Hatter, Wiccan is the March Hare, and Teenage Vision is the Dormouse, and also the White Rabbit is there. She returns the watch and is invited to join for tea, and things are going well until she removes a bandage that the March Hare put on the Dormouse's mouth. The Mad Hatter hulks out because she's presuming that she's one of them. So she grows really tall and calls them out for being assholes, and they end up apologizing. She accepts her apology and asks about the king and queen, but then they end up kicking her out for mentioning the king and queen because they think that she is a spy. So she ends up leaving. She runs into the Cheshire Cat again, and she gets angry at the Cheshire Cat for gaslighting her. And that's when the king and queen, who are Kate Bishop and Patriot, they show up with the entourage of robot drones who are Ultrons, Jocasta, and Vision. Which, can we talk about for a second? Do you have the artwork in front of you? Yes. Yeah. Do we all, like, not notice how Kate Bishop apparently does not know how to zip up her own pants? That was sort of the style at the time, depending on the artist. Okay. Because also I just noticed that I'm like, hmm, come on, Kate. It's not that hard. Look at Eli, he knows how to do it. But uh, they end up calling her to court, and it's some Alice in Wonderland bullshit stuff. The court goes on, people get called up, they're sort of jerks to her. 
And in the end, Cassie's like, who the fuck are you to judge me, you assholes? I like myself, and that's enough. And because she's so big, the king and queen apologize, and they're like, we're, we're just really shitty at making friends. And since everyone understands that they are horrible human beings, Cassie's like, well, I'm going to go now. And she sees that Scott Lang turned into a butterfly. And then she wakes up and confronts the teens and says that she is going to give it another shot to hang out with them. And it's like, no, Cassie, these people are assholes to you. Make friends who are not assholes to you. Yep. I like to believe that after this, they're still mean to her. And no one learned a lesson. Yeah. Which, we're going to be talking about it a lot in the next one. But all I could keep thinking about was Futurama references during all of this. Yeah, the next one is the best, partially because it reminds me of how good that Futurama one is. But uh, this one actually is well because I was watching Futurama while reading it last night. And I was watching the, mostly during the courtroom scene, because I was watching when Dr. Zoidberg gets arrested for eating the United States flag. The fourth story, which also has no title, is written by C.B. Sibolsky with Ricardo Tercio on art and Dave Lanfear on letters. And we start off in the real world, which may or may not be the 616, where Whirlwind is attacking the Avengers' mansion. She-Hulk is fighting him, and she gets punched so hard that she wakes up in Oz, where she meets Agatha, the Witch of the North. And it turns out she is now in Munchkin Land, and the Munchkins are a bunch of tiny Avengers-inspired characters. They're weird-looking, and half of them I can't even tell what they are. Yeah, it's... It's like they're Avengers amalgams. Yeah. And so it turns out that the Avengers mansion landed on the Wicked Witch of the East, who is Pietro, which is gender-swapped Pietro. And her sister, the Wicked Witch of the West, Wanda, is now angry. So Agatha has Jennifer steal the slippers to protect her from Wanda's magic. Wearing them, the slippers turn green because they apparently reflect the wearer in this universe. And Wanda's just really pissed off, so she says, No more munchkins. And all the munchkins, like, get destroyed. And she swears vengeance on Jennifer. But here comes the first one, which is when Jennifer's like, Ew, why did I put on those boots? All I could think of was Leela. No, you're not. We, you stole them. We saw you. <laughs> yeah. Also, I really think that all the choices that they made for, like, who they picked as what character was very odd. Yeah, like... Well, because, like, even, like, starting off with Pietro, I was just like, at this time, you could have easily just made it Lorna Dane, because they were still siblings at that point in the game. Yeah. Well, the first person she comes across is Thor, who is the scarecrow who wants to get his strength back to lift his hammer, and it doesn't really make sense. I mean, I think the Beast could have been a better person for this. I know, because I thought Beast should have been Cowardly Lion. Maybe. It's hard to think of, like, another Avenger who their intelligence is as big of a part of them, though. I guess my biggest thing was when reading this, it was, to me, it was like, if they were going to use this for anything, I feel like they should have used this for X-Men. Yeah. Uh, Iron Man is the Tin Man who wants to have a heart. That one made sense. Yeah. But, I mean, that's, like, that's baby shambles. Yes. And then Zoidberg is the Lion. I mean, Captain America is the lion who is a coward. And so they end up reaching the city, and Toad ends up telling Magneto, who is the Wizard of Oz, who is also Wanda and Pietra's father, that uh, they've arrived. And they want their wishes granted, and Magneto's like, you know, I'm fine with you killing Pietra pretty much. I just want Wanda back. 
I was an idiot, cast them out, and they became assholes. I feel bad and want to make peace. So if you do this, you get your wishes. And Wanda sees all of this through her magic ball. She sends her flying monkeys, who are called mutants, to attack. And Jennifer's team gets the shit beaten out of them. And the lion like, gets turned back into a lion cub. And when the witch goes to mess with Jennifer, though, Jennifer she-hulks out, beats the hell out of the witch until she restores her friends, brings back the munchkins, and I guess the whoop-ass that she had turned on her turned her good, so Wanda and her father are able to reconnect. Blah, blah, blah. The power was inside everyone the entire time. Jennifer just has to tap her feet together. She kisses her friends goodbye, goes home, and then... Back in the Avengers world, she beats the heck out of Whirlwind with help from the Wasp. The end. Which is bullshit. I at least wanted to see some sort of magic sack and Uncle Magneto passing out some crap. Yeah, Magneto. Short changed. Yeah, it's it's not a good analog story. To me, like even when watching like the for why I should have fit in like more as an X Men, like all the. Um, Flying monkeys, like to me, all I could really see is they kind of looked like the Bamps. Yeah, well, so, like if and, you would have done that as an X Men story, that would have worked out like really well. Well, and here's the thing: Morrison ended up doing a Wizard of Oz analog at the end of his new X Men run. Oh, okay. Yeah, where it's like uh, the Tin Man is actually like the uh, Justin Stephen who has the uh, Sentinel. Oh, okay. I was thinking <laughs> yeah, when I was reading that, I was thinking like they could have just done like Colossus or something. Yeah. But you know what we've got here now, Devin? Hmm. Trials of the Multiverse. Oh, man. All of these are going to be significantly lower than the Spider-Man ones. Yeah. Well, maybe not all of them, but... So I guess that was yeah. my thing. It was like, I feel like the Spider-Man ones at least, like, reached for it a little bit more. Because where I did think the Japanese one really hit that well, they were at least still trying something, like, different. Mm-hmm. They weren't stories that we were all familiar with. Yeah. And, like, even the ones that we were, they, they at least switched it up enough that it was still good yeah but also they didn't switch it up so much to the point of how can you even really call it that aka like yeah. pinocchio, this pinocchio storyline mm-hmm. it's like well, this, is, this is not pinocchio at all well the first one we have is peter pan captain america so i would honestly say out of the four then this is probably the one i like the best i this sort is at least of? the one that I thought they at least did a better job on. Okay. Because not well, everything was too on the nose, but it also kind of at least kept with the story. Well, our current dividing line is Spider-Demon at 165. So. Uh, oh, it's still below that. Yeah. Okay, so I'm looking for other... But it's more of at least this one had a beginning, middle, and end that I was not... Like, going, like, what with, where that was the case for Pinocchio and the ending of Alice in Wonderland was stupid. Okay, how do you feel about this compared to uh, the Hulk married She-Hulk in the I Love She-Hulk type thing? Uh, I like that one better. Uh, under that is President Tony Stark. I'd vote for Tony over this. Uh, cheese Danish World. I like this over cheese danish world i like cheese danish world a bit more just because i thought that had a better setup so right under that one right above what happens if stanley reads this issue okay so 
Earth, question mark, Captain America, Peter Pan. Up next we have the Pinocchio one, Pinocchio Vision, uh, which is created equal. How do you feel about this one compared to Captain America, Peter Pan? Much worse. Much worse? Yep. How do you feel about it compared to the Ultron New Fantastic Four? It's worse than that. How do you feel about it compared to... Uh, Tony Stark owned an auto plant instead of a weapons factory. Uh, maybe it's, it's better than that. Uh, what if Aunt May were Ant-Man? Uh, um, I like this better than Aunt May is Ant-Man. Okay, well I don't think it's going to go above what if Dazzler had become a stand-up comedian. Okay. So our new number 238 is Earth question mark. Pinocchio Vision. After that, we have Alice in Wonderland Young Avengers. Uh, how do you feel about this one compared to Pinocchio Vision? It's, it's better than that. Uh, is it as good as the uh, Captain uh, Peter Pan? No, I like Peter Pan a lot better. Okay. Uh, how about uh, compared to what if Marvel published Nursery Rhymes? Um, it is worse than that. Uh, Betty Brant Spider-Girl? I like Betty Brant more. Uh, Wolverine from Weapon X? Um, eh, this is better than Wolverine from Weapon X. Okay, so our new 232 Earth, question mark, Young Avengers Alice in Wonderland... And then the last one that we have is the Wizard of Oz She-Hulk, which I I liked aspects of this one a lot more. Yes, I would agree. I think, uh, I think they picked like all the wrong characters, but Yeah. But I mean they're I the just love Whirlwind, it was just like basically you hit off with the oh, yeah. one from the get-go. It's just like bam, Whirlwind, perfect choice. Yeah, that Whirlwind thing was like I I I'll, I'm willing to give it a lot of uh, credit for that one. Okay. Uh, I like this more than Captain America Peter Pan. Okay. Uh, I, I'll put it just above uh, Cheese Danish World. Okay. So, Earth, question mark, She-Hulk, or should we call it She-Hulk and Oz or Ozvengers? Um, Ozvengers. Yeah, Ozvengers is a better one. So, Ozvengers is our new 184, bringing our current list total up to 334. Okay. And that sort of wraps this up. Next week, what are we covering, Devin? We'll be covering the next volume of Exiles. Where we're going to have giant monsters and robots and a lot of universes to add on. Hooray! Yes. And uh, Multiverse Q is a weekly podcast. You can find more out about us at multiverseq.com. We have a Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Libsyn, and a lot of other things that you can find out if you just Google Multiverse Q. If you would be kind enough to leave us a review, we would be more than happy to read that out. If you have any questions for us, we are more than happy to discuss those on the podcast.
just like this question that we got earlier this week through the Twitter. Pulling it what up on my phone. What is the question, Luke? Is it why are your choices about Weezer song placement wrong? No. Uh, this comes from at not really robot on the Twitter. They ask, or they say, I love the theme music. Who is Vibe Leviathan? Uh, Vibe is the guy who did our theme music. He is a rapper based out of Philadelphia. And originally we had made this music for part of a... We originally made the theme music for a rap app game that ended up falling through with current Squirrel Girl artist Erica Henderson and... Uh, Adam Warrock, who is going to be doing lyrics work. The project ended up falling apart for several reasons. And, uh, yeah, it didn't come through, but I'll put a link to his band camp in the notes for this episode so you can check out some of his music. You mean Time After Time is not still our theme music? No, it still is. Oh, okay. Uh, but Devin, where can people find you online? You can find me at the Twitter at FredOFET, that's F-R-E-T-D-O-F-E-T-T. And Luke, where can people find you? You can find me at at Coltreg, that's K-O-L-T-R-E-G. I think that wraps us up for this week, so we'll see you next week for more Exiles adventures. Until then, this one's for Hank! Hank!